Welcome to Ammonite Movie Night, the show where everything's made up and Darth Maul doesn't matter. As always, we are Kevin Jared. <laughs> Jared, last week we uh, we talked about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, and we did a great job of talking about certain elements of it. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about Watto or the pod race or I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. We didn't talk about <sighs> the dice things. bet. We didn't talk about Qui-Gon's lazy performance. None of it. We really didn't mention how um, he they rolled, uh, what do you call it? They rolled for the kid, and he won Anakin. They specifically mentioned, oh, hey, they sold off a lot of stuff and got money for it, for, like, selling off the pod. Why didn't they use that to buy Shmi Skywalker? These are all sorts of things that we could have gotten into. Um, that's that's a, a That one... actually stumps me, man. Not even as a bit. That's a... Not to do like a dad nitpick where it's like, it's not realistic without realizing that the whole concept is unrealistic, that kind of crap. But that's like, come on, think for a second. Sell some, sell, if you can't afford it from the pod, sell some more stuff. Watto would, it's also, Watto just lost all of his savings. He lost an expensive piece of equipment. He would take anything. Like purposely, we gun set that up. Oh, he did. Qui-Gon is an is a is like a burnt out hit he's a burnt out hippie that is kind of turning into an asshole he's lost sight of what he believes in anyway i'm not talking about star wars but i will i will say though kevin i think the best part about last week is that we talked about boba fett a character that does not appear in episode (laughs) one more than darth maul (laughs) but look we're moving on from star wars i think we all can agree we're never going to talk about it again this century on the show and we're moving on This week, Big Fat Crazy Summer in New York continues with Kingdom of the Sun. Hang on, hang on. Uh, I'm getting word from Disney that the title has been changed to The Emperor's New Groove. Uh, So that's cool. And then... Are they still uh, keeping Sting? uh, Stay tuned on that one. I'm not sure. I think Tom Jones may sing a Sting song. But we'll see. We'll see. And uh, also, the family classic Jumanji with uh, one of the great Robin Williams adventure-y kind of vibe roles ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the meantime, Jared, why don't you share with mm-hmm. our friends that that's you? <gasps> we should st- They're our friends. What if we started acknowledging the listeners like we're in Blue's Clues? That could um, really help us out. I think I think we need to stick for that uh, with that from now on. All right. Audience, you are now part of our podcast well jared why don't you, will you collect no royalties you will collect yeah that's I... true you will collect no royalties <laughs> jared what have yeah. you been watching this week so i've been watching a handful of things uh for, let's i'm gonna start off with the big ones july 4th rocky 4 yeah that's the way to do it did you watch the new cut no Come i on. did not i watched the uh I'm going to be honest with you. My brain just deactivates for huge swaths until there's a montage and some really, really, really great song plays. Then my every part of my brain lights up. What about the robot? I I somehow put that out of my brain every single time. I forget the robot. Polly's robot that he's going to marry? Polly's robot. Just completely gone. Just... Rocky Five is the one where his son has like a cute butt and they talk about it, right? 
Yeah, I don't think they talk about it in four. four. Four is the one with Polly's robot, but you don't remember it. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna no. lose my mind. I am too focused on this the insane propaganda piece that uh, Sly Stallone is shoveling down my throat. Jeepers! The t- I mean, look. Was what other way is there to put it? The cover is him draped in an American flag after pummeling the crap out of a Russian guy. It, in the mid 80s it's a good july 4th movie it's great um i also finished my uh i didn't feel like playing it because it's i played it a zillion times and i don't want to set up my ps2 but uh, metal gear solid 3 snake eater i watched a compilation of all the cutscenes. that game is unreal i find it hard to believe that you like metal gear solid 3 snake eater it doesn't oh, yeah, seem it's, in it's, character uh, turd not at all. It's kind of out of it's kind of out of there. I I of course hate the rest of the Metal Gear series. I'm pissed. Kevin, Kevin, can you see my uh my Japanese copy of Metal Gear Solid One on the I can my, over my I shoulder, can. the the one I was almost got uh I was trying to get Kojima to sign during one of his rare American appearances. Oh man. Yeah, he came over for some Uniqlo thing. Uh, they had partnered up for Revengeance, I think. And I just, I just did not get there. Blame it on a shirt. Ugh, the, these damn shirts. It's why my snake, I have him run around shirtless wearing America face camo, the crocodile hat, and a shotgun. Oh God. <laughs> but one thing I did watch that I really want to talk to you about. RRR. Yes, finally. My God. That was a wonderful movie. Like... The cl- uh, a friend of mine sent me a tweet. It's the closest movies will ever get to being a shonen anime live action. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's interesting. There's so many great shots, so many wild ideas. Like you just, this guy just took in all these wild, all these crazy stunts, jammed it into a little ball, and then wrapped it in an anti-imperialist narrative. It's, it's what what else, what more could you want? It's true. Like, ah, oh. you saw this movie in theaters, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I, I on the, famously mm-hmm. on the way down to the movie theater, I kind of balked at seeing it. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out I was a big idiot and the movie's incredible. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's how was the crowd? Uh, we had kids who kind of knew what was going on okay. and some older people. And, and it was pretty good for like a Friday afternoon mm-hmm. of this movie that had been out for like weeks. Mm-hmm. Although it's now grown a cult following because of like the Patrick Willems video and, you know, film Twitter picking it up and everything. And mm-hmm. now Netflix, which is how you guys watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just one of those great theater experiences, no matter if there's five people or 500. Mm-hmm. Although I would kill to be in a full theater of people seeing this for the first time. You probably wouldn't be able to hear a single thing in the movie because half the crowd would be cheering. And then the other crowd and then the other half of the crowd would be cheering whenever that side isn't. I've seen some videos of the Natu Natu scene in theaters in India. It is mind blowing. I love it. It's amazing. The Rock could never. <laughs> the Rock dreams. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie's crazy. Have you seen Bahubali? I've seen part one. Mm-hmm. I need to watch part two. I thought they were good. I, I prefer RRR just in terms of like. I don't know. I just I just prefer it to. Understandable. To be, to be fair, 
five hours as compared to three hours, that's that's manageable. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> it is the RR. It really is the fastest three hours I've I've had in a while. Oh yeah, we took a, we took a short break right at the dead center, and the break felt longer than the movie. Like we were yeah. all just we were chatting for a bit, just talking about the movie because a lot happens every single second, and even then I was just like, we should get back to the movie. I miss it. It's been two minutes. I miss it. <laughs> thanks for thanks for the invite, by the way. Oh, of course. Anytime. <laughs> no, I have no business being on the island. <laughs> also, well, eh, you could have had your chair. Tim, uh, Tim took uh, your chair this time. I love my chair in your basement. <laughs> Remember I used to bring, this is so bad, but deep in the pit of a dark period, I would bring my Batman DVDs over and we'd watch episodes of Batman while I fell asleep in mm-hmm. the chair. That's where we got we uh, learn of the immortal, likewise Harry. Oh yes, that was the when... one. That was the one with the hole puncher cliffhanger, right? Yeah, it was a piano-based hole puncher mm-hmm. that would have punched note holes into Batman, I guess, or something. And their plan so... to get out was to whistle off key, yeah, or like terrible. a very specific volume, and they would go outside of their bodies. It was the best best shit there have been better cliffhanger resolutions in batman for sure agreed put it that way (laughs) likewise (laughs) harry the only other thing i've been doing is um trying to get i've been trying to watch more anime and i started off with uh on retro junk uh cyborg 009 the 2003 one that was on toonami don't look now we are entering a new segment on ammonite movie night jared we're entering the anime corner Hell yeah. It's happening. It's a shack in the middle of the forest in the middle of space. Oh yeah, it's happening. Go ahead. <laughs> Cyborg 009 on Retro Crush. I have yes. your I have access to Retro Crush through mysterious means. I may try this out. Go ahead. Mysterious arcane means. But yeah, I this was a show I caught on Toonami a handful of times, but yeah, never got to too. sit down and watch. And it always bugged me because I wanted to know what was happening, but how do you, but it's like getting in the middle of the Frieza saga. What's happening? Why? And that always frustrated me. It also didn't help that, um, I must've been 11 and all the episodes I had seen, like the 10 or so of them all ended with characters lamenting the, how bad people are as they stare off and their eyes shimmer with the tear with tears. Right. Which obviously was just, you know, budget. But it was, also, it was also just, okay, that's cool, but I want more things to explode. I'm 11. <laughs> but, no, returning returning to it has been wonderful. I wish I stuck with it more as a kid, because uh, that art style is stupendous. I'm not sure what it, what it's what's up with the early 2000s, but that was a period of just getting all the old men and reviving their, like, one of their properties. Because, um... Uh, Shot- Shotaro Ishinomori is who uh, he created Cyborg 009. Get this, he also created Common Rider. Oh my god, my guy! Both of them were create. Both of them had revivals in the early 2000s. Um, got that Kuga coming soon to Blu-ray. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Sean, 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 Sean. Sean still hasn't. I don't think Sean has reacted to that Instagram DM yet. By the way, <laughs> I don't think so either, which is weird. Yo, come on, react. He'll Validate me. Jab him with a stick a few times. He'll move. I did. Oh, but what else? Oh, Asher I may, Boy. I may buy that. Hmm? 
Astro Boy's 2003 run. Tezuka got his revival in there. Oh, there you go. That's the legendary thing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's legendary. But it just, it was just the strangest little period of time. And in 2004, uh, there was a revival of uh, New Getter Robo and, goodness gracious, Tetsujin Tetsujin 28, otherwise known as Gigantor. Every, something between 2001 and 2004, 2005 was just, hey, let's give the old guys their due and make the coolest revival they possibly could. When are we doing the original Gigantor on this show? You can do that. I'm doing the I'm doing the one in 2004 where they made it much where they uh, gave it more story. <laughs> Gigantor. <laughs> Only if we get um, we get we get to talk about little uh, Cartoon Network bumps between like old cartoons and anime from back in the 90s. The, these things are available. It's possible. <laughs> a lot of people taped a lot of things, Jared. Oh yeah. But yeah, that's really all I've been watching. Getting back into anime is like my big thing. It's been too long since I've sat down with a series. I'm going to rectify that. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I know you're getting into anime in a big way, Mike. Yeah, it's a big one. As as Crow once said, in a big way. (laughs) And like, I, uh, I finished Spy Family, which was great. Yeah. You know, it's the first half of season one, so you know... Um, I wish it had a bit more oomph at the end. It was just kind of a regular episode, but no less great. And we have the dog coming up who is apparently popular. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to read ahead on that and um, we'll just enjoy that. I'm excited. Definitely. It's really cute. It's a lot of fun. It's just silly, which is nice. Someone uh, compared it correctly to uh, Yatsuba. Are you familiar? Uh, No. Cute slice of life comic focuses on a little girl and the weirdo adults she hangs out with. It's very much in the same vein of a of an adorable precocious child that you should be annoyed by, charming you over completely. Sure. It's also uh, from the people who have been uh, trying to learn Japanese a great place to start if you're trying to learn Japanese. Like if you get yourself grounded and then read Yatsuba, it's good, good practice. But yeah, what else have you been looking at? I know you watched Mobile Suit Gundam, the first, first yeah, movie. Yeah, I watched the first Gundam movie, which is a compilation of kind of the first third of the original anime. Mm-hmm. It was great. I loved it. It flowed really nicely. I kind of couldn't tell where the episodes began and ended, which mm-hmm. was really nice. The show is kind of like that. Not that there are anticlimactic endings or a no ending, but the way the show moves around, it it, it it lends itself to a fluid narrative like that. It's nice. Yeah. You're getting up to the you're getting to the to the meat though. All the all the characters, all the situations are in there. Time to complicate them. You just uh, I think you just met Jiren, right? Giren? That's right. The end of the first movie is the uh G- the son the son getting killed. Mhm. Char turns his back on mm-hmm. his friend because it was all a scheme. Mhm. Which is the coolest shit ever. Blame the misfortune of your birth. So good. What a line. I couldn't believe it. Classic Tominoism. (laughs) Um, And then now the replacement is going to be way worse or something. It's one of those great, like, uh, Andy gets a puppy at the end of Toy Story in AMNT nomenclature. Like, oh no, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Vibes. Exactly. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I don't know when I'm going to fit these in my schedule. I kind of want to get into them, and I'm going to need a lot of time, and the movies are long. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I want to watch them ASAP because the first one was great. I'll have more nuanced kind of things to say when I'm, I've seen the whole thing. Sure. Cause I want to get to the whole point of it. I do <sighs> recommend after you finish the trilogy, don't take too long of a break to go into Zeta. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Just so you don't fall off and honestly zeta is so dense every single episode is important and there's like 52 of them i may never finish this whatever it is i may never finish it i yeah i know zeta there are parts that in zeta that sag a little but it's they're still important well i'll get there i'm trying to get better about watching like more tv in general because there's a lot of good stuff that i haven't seen but you know how that mm-hmm. is with me is that I start making lists and the lists are getting complicated. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am going to start assassination classroom this week, I think, which nice. I've heard a lot of really great things about and seems really great. I told my brother about it and he laughed and said, you would, which, uh, is great. That's really funny. <laughs> Jared almost did a spit take. Wow. You okay. <laughs> Yeah, that just caught me off guard in the best Sorry. way possible. You're good. Sorry about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. And, you know, I'll come back to stuff every week and we'll do Anime Corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. But, yeah, no, Spy Family, highly recommended. Get in now. And then by the time October rolls around, you can watch every week with us and that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to watch more Ultraman this summer, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, if you want, I can get you a good list of places to start. I have the first five on Blu-ray already. Ah, fair. And a bunch of them are on Tubi also. Okay. I So I'm just going to go. I always say uh I've been to, I I'm going with Jeed as like my that was my first and felt like a good place to really dig in. But Oh yeah, that's probably a more recent season is probably the best starting point for yeah. like a regular person, yeah. not a total freak. Very fair. If I had my way, I'd tell everyone to watch the Ultra series, the one without the big monsters. Just a weird Twilight oh, Ultra Zone Ultra Q? Yeah. I have that, too. That they were all, so like, cool. 10 bucks one week and Steelbook, Blu-ray at Best Buy. Yeah, one of my one of my internet friends did the same thing. It's just, holy crap, I can get them for I can get them at a reasonable price and picked up, like, three or four for Yeah, they're not perfect. Bucks. Not sure. The booklets are inaccurate. Although you can read the connection, you know, you can read the corrections on Wiki. Yeah, it's fine. And, uh, you know, they're whatever, but they're 10 bucks. Who gives a shit? They look nice on a shelf. Yeah, and it's Ultraman. You have it. It's yours now. It's true. Um, But that's really it for now. But we'll talk about, you know, Anime Corner extends to Toku and stuff, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And maybe the One Piece thing will pick up again in time. Who knows? Who could say? Mm-hmm. You know, that goes down. Talk about things that go down like water. Ah, <laughs> uh, just, it's really a shame that one piece is so long right now I, I can't right i just can't it seems like a lot i'm nervous about retaining it all yeah there's like that. i will absolutely not be able to retain any of it and then i can't read about it or get help to understand it because i'll spoil myself on something yeah like i'm already running into a thing with x-men where i, I by design i have to be reading every series one after the other Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, X-Force and then Wolverine and then New Mutants and then Marauders or else I spoil myself on major twists in books because I wanted to have a cohesive story. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Yeah. Ain't that, ain't that the X-Men comics? 
yeah, that's a whole it's, other thing. X-Men comics are very complicated right now, although I would argue they're rewarding. Anyway, that is Anime Corner. Um, come back next week. I'll have watched some of Assassination Classroom, and that's exciting, and we'll see what else is going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's also exciting that like Spy Family is a going concern that I'm in on mm-hmm. also. it's You're discovering stuff with people along the way. That's true also. it's it's In a lot of ways, it's like uh, dr- what I dreamed of as a kid mm-hmm. for this and stuff like Doctor Who, which didn't air. You know, they aired it edited and shitty on sci-fi the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to find. And uh, if you were lucky, you got the fan subs of One Piece, for example. I used to have torrents of like the first 200 episodes mm. that I never watched. Yeah, and I get that. I was unfor- I uh, unfortunately got blamed for bricking the computer early on yeah, when we too. were still using Grokster and like Kaza and crap like that LimeWire. Yeah. I used to get Invader Zim off Kaza. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was my goodness. first like yeah crazy. I uh, I always picked up Japanese Yu-Gi-Oh episodes because the music was really good and they would sometimes show cleavage and or blood, which was just <laughs> felt a lot more natural. <laughs> Sure, the Yu-Gi-Oh manga is pretty dark in comparison. Yeah, I always, but, uh, uh, I always advocate for those for, for that first uh, story for those for those first storylines. My uh, my big glorious peer-to-peer download find was the original Broadway cast of Avenue Q and Wicked, the summer they premiered, which was cool. Oh six. Nowadays, yeah, this is oh four. Yeah, mm-hmm. I left it on the computer stealthily. Mm-hmm. praying that it wouldn't finish when my mother was working on the computer. Mm. And it did indeed take, it was one of those downloads that took 12 hours. But at the end, um, I pirated musical theater because there was no way my father was taking me to Avenue Q. Oh, no. And no way I was going to go see Wicked as my one musical of the year either for the record. Mm-hmm. That's, it's funny, I actually that's one I actually saw in theater. In uh, the theater. We may uh, go in the fall. Nice. But I don't know, man. Wicked. Yeah. yeah, Phantom's in town. You know what I mean? Like, why? Anyway. Anyway. Enough. No more musical talk. We're done. No more more musical talk. I watched uh, 1776 yesterday. Oh, how was that? That movie is long. (laughs) It's the longest movie possibly of all time. And three of the songs are real stinkers. And they drag the movie on forever. But uh, the movie, uh, the song that makes fun of Nixon-era Republicans, Cool Mm -hmm. Considerate Men, is awesome. Nixon saw it and demanded kindly that it be cut, and they obliged. And uh, it's now back in the film in 4K, which is just beautiful. Good. He's no longer... Well, he's been been, uh, rotten. He's been rotting in the ground for long enough. We don't have to care about that asshole. He's been rotten since... Well, since... Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I'm watching, Jared. We watched an episode of Prehistoric Planet, which is the Apple TV Plus, Richard Attenborough, Jon Favreau, Lion King 2019 style dinosaur CG show. Mm -hmm. It's really fucking good. No kidding. They've done a great job of creating fake scenarios for the dinosaurs to be in. In pretty damn realistic environments. Like, I think that the new Lion King sucks shit. I think it's terrible. <laughs> but I think it has an interesting technique and visual style. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, for a very expressive melodramatic musical, it does not help. 
Mm. <laughs> mm. Makes it quite terrible. But uh, no, I think that the style has redeemed itself with this crazy show. Highly recommended. Apple TV Plus. Hmm. The house that Finch built. There's definitely... I have a family member with Apple TV Plus. I, I need to get on that already. Yeah, you should grab it. They have really high quality stuff that's like... You know, uh, Ronald E. Moore does For All Mankind, which is like an alternate history space race. I've been looking into that. Mm, um, I think the next one, we we just finished Downton Abbey, but the next series we're going to watch is C with Jason Momoa, Ooh. where everybody's blind, but a baby can see. And that's the whole thing. That's wild. Um, Central Park, which is like Lauren Bouchard, Home Movies and Bob's Burgers, uh, kind of turned up to a million. Oh. Um, the After Party, a really clever way to shoot a show during COVID uh, where it's one night a murder investigator is interviewing the people who were at a murder and uh, going through their backstories about how they led up to the night. Mm. Uh, that was pretty funny. They got good stuff. The house that, and they have Finch, the hilarious 2021 coming of age robot story with Tom Hanks. Uh, it's like Blomkamp adjacent in, in all ways good and bad. It's fine. I just like looking at Tom Hanks sometimes. Guy. It's a very charming performance mm-hmm. in an era of charming to bizarre performances. Uh, speaking of charming guys who mostly hit their height of charm in the 90s, shall we uh, want to talk about it? Want to talk about two of our kit, two of the movies that probably uh, formed our brains when we were children? See, this is interesting that you say that to get us into our main event feature. Mm-hmm. Because... For Jumanji, that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Emperor's New Groove, I'm not so sure. I should have been. A li- I should have explained that a little better. But I meant, yeah, Jumanji formed your brain, and Emperor's New Groove formed mine. Like that's what I meant. Hell yeah, that is absolutely right. <laughs> like, there's. Oof. We can get into it. We can get into it when we talk about it. But there are w- line deliveries in Emperor's New Groove that I've been stealing for years. Just yes, because it's, it's so good and it's baked into my skull. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about David Allen Greer's performance in Jumanji. That amazing, uh, my car, my car. <laughs> He's the, so um, fun. <laughs> that all the crazy gags they did for some reason. Robin Williams bursting out of his skin trying to do his material. Oh, my God. So good. Um, uh, Jared, mm-hmm. do you have the legendary Ammonite Movie Night coin? I do. We'll talk about it all. It'll be great. All right. For heads, uh, Emperor's New Groove, because of that great sight gag. That's true, yes. All right, let's see. Who's on the quarter? Oh, it's, um... Ayara, who do you think it is? JFK is on the quarter. I find this... You have a JFK quarter. Oh, that's amazing. It's a half dollar. Okay, so the official Ammonite movie (laughs) night quarter is... It's a half dollar, dog. (laughs) The official Ammonite Movie Night coin is a JFK half dollar. You bet. What did it land on, Jared? It uh, landed on me. My head, that is. Okay, so you're an Emperor's New Groove first. Yeah. So, let's start. How did you watch this movie? You see it in theater back like in 2001 I, or whenever it came out? 2000. I would like to say yes. I don't remember. I think I think we did. I certainly remember Disney Adventure at that time and all the crazy ad campaigns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember anything about Kingdom of the Sun, which we'll talk about. <laughs> but, you know, this was one of those movies that 
another thing we'll talk about is you know it had the McDonald's Happy Meal and it had the advertising blitz and that great poster where it's all about me and the me is in big letters and it's Cusco posing in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we immediately got it on VHS and that's kind of where I remember it more. Mm-hmm. I bought the CD. It was one of the first. It was the first CD I ever bought. Mm. And I'm listening to the CD and I'm like, oh, all these songs are not in the movie. <laughs> This amazing Eartha Kitt song is not in the movie at all, and it sounds really important. <laughs> Flash forward a couple of years, I get into behind-the-scenes Disney stuff, Jim Hill and all this, mm-hmm. and I learn that it's all because there was another movie called Kingdom of the Sun that got canceled. And Sting and his wife did a movie called The Sweatbox that no one could ever see. And then I just found it on Vimeo ten years later. <laughs> Finding finding the sweat box back in the day was like, with your little kid brain, it's like finding gold. It's finding gold. Yeah, I like I like Emperor's New Groove just fine, but a lot of my interest in it comes from the pivoting of Kingdom of the Sun from a very problematic but very serious film to this mm-hmm. kind of screwball comedy, and kind of the salvaging of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you really I don't think Disney get... was. What were we gonna say? Sorry. I don't think Disney was capable of doing a movie like Kingdom of the Sun. No. They they hit their serious stride with Tarzan. That sure. was their best straight-up serious film of that era. What about Hunchback? No. That one... I like Hunchback, but Tarzan is very good. Sure, it's, I agree. It also helps that um, Hunchback... Hunchback wasn't direct-to-video, was it? It was in theaters. No, Hunchback was their big theatrical swing for the year after Toy Story. No kidding. Okay, yeah, that's I had bad. the Burger King toys and the storybooks and all this crap. It was like, for some reason, Hunchback was my central mm. marketing target phase hmm. for, like, being a toddler. Well, Toy Story was really the one, you know? Oh, yeah. But, um... Oh, I did not, uh, yeah, I think I even Tarzan, though, Tarzan was really stretching it in some ways. I like Tarzan. How, how so? But, but it feels like a stretch of the formula. It's the seriousness of that. And Mulan does also have, although, you know, there's... Eddie Murphy. You know, Eddie Murphy and the, 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 three the, the bug and all this. Like, I, I feel like that one also played with the seriousness. Mm-hmm. Tarzan went all the way. There's, it's a, it, it's, it's, it's a very distressing movie at times. That and Hunchback both are very distressing movies. Yeah. In terms of like, oh, like, why is this? Like, why are we watching this? What's his name? The, the um, violent uh, leopard or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Saber, Sabor. That was something. But pretty sure, yeah, the movie right after Tarzan, all this seriousness, all this heavy material is The Emperor's New Groove, which is which only exists because they had to make it so fast that Disney people couldn't come in and cut out all the funny jokes, all the insane sarcasm, how how honestly Cusco is a awful human being up until the last 10 minutes. And it's great. He's so funny. <laughs> it's incredible that the movie the end of the movie had to be dictated by Sting. Did you know that? <laughs> is that what they, it was going to be? They put it all together. Mm-hmm. The original ending was going to be that Cusco builds the theme park, mm-hmm. and Pacha and the family get to come hang out or whatever. 
Horrified at the ending, Sting commented that I wrote them a letter and said, you do this, I'm resigning because this is exactly the opposite of what I stand for. I've spent 20 years. Hey, could you tell that Sting and the Disney company were not a good match? Oh, goodness, maybe. I spent 20 years trying to defend the rights of indigenous people and you're just marching over them to build a theme park. I will not be party to this, he wrote. God. So then they took their their joke payoff. They set up the joke. It disappeared. And they were like, just do whatever Sting says. Fuck it, whatever. (laughs) He builds a nice little hut. I think it works so much better. It really pushes that his character's It absolutely is way better. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they had him build his own his theme park, but it's open for everyone, that's still like this guy came and just trashed everything for his for his own for his own interests, but is nice enough to let other people come. That's not that's not great. <laughs> it's insane how the how the four leads are so good in this movie. Eartha Kid as Yzma is probably one of the funniest villains they've ever put out. And of, of course, Patrick Warburton delivering every line in his distinct Patrick Warburton way for Kronk. It is, it is really amazing that Patrick Warburton and John Goodman both mm-hmm. showed up. I'm I'm sorry to keep harping on the Empire, the Kingdom of the Sun. It's okay. It's okay. Thing, but. You have to understand that for a lot of the brilliance of this film comes from the pressure mm-hmm. to finish it. Patrick Warburton and John Goodman come on in, and Goodman brings the heart that you always want from a vocal performance mm-hmm. from John Goodman, right? And Patrick mm-hmm. Warburton is absolutely hilarious, man. He's so funny. It's just like, how did it happen? It's They were allowed to do whatever they wanted, and they just happened to have some of the best people to do it. That's that's the only way it probably could have been been done. I really want to know what Eartha Kitt's like notes on the character were. Like, what was she given for the performance? Because <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's all in the sweat box. Is it? Yeah. I said, oh my god, I haven't seen that in yeah. ages. Then it's all about because the whole thing is they bring in Andres Deja to do Isma and mm-hmm. he goes into this long detailed you know they have this archival footage from laser discs and stuff and this one was no different it was very similar where they were talking about the character's motivations and stuff and mm-hmm. Eartha kept doing it and talking about the character and then after the switch she goes well everything's new now and it's just fun to be around you know yeah <laughs> that's so i remember it's kind of like hmm you know, it's funny. A lot of people talk about, a lot of animators talk about how they only feel like they're ready to animate their character that they're assigned when the movie's done. And then they're like, okay, let's make the movie. Okay, I have to go you, learn something else now. And you it's hear probably- something like that a lot, especially in other characters. This Deha is very good on the mm-hmm. DVDs. I highly recommend people digging into Blu-rays and stuff and checking out mm-hmm. uh, what he has to say. But uh, it is it is often said, right? Yeah, just wanted to throw out that she got that opportunity where she got familiar with the character to the point of, yeah, she gets it, and then she gets to do the character again, but be silly. Like, that's that's a dream right there. Getting to do what you've been doing before, but it's you're going to be your best work with the character. Uh, was David Spade attached from the start? Uh, I want to say it was... <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been a while since I touched the sweat box. I lost track of it for a while couldn't find it could you believe the answer is yes oh david spade from the start david spade was there from the start and owen wilson 
it was a prince and a pauper situation where they switched places. I kind of wonder if they wanted to do more. So, for the for the few people that haven't seen this movie, I don't know what you're up to, but stop and go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. You have it because you wanted to watch Obi Wan and you learned your lesson. But now you get Emperor's New Groove. Hey, how'd you like that? <laughs> David Spade plays plays Emperor Cusco, a guy about to turn 18, and he's a selfish, annoying asshole. That's the most abrasive creature you could ever encounter. He fires uh, Yzma, Earth, played by the wonderful Eartha Kit. She's not too happy with it. She is a zillion years old, according to the movie, and wants her place on the throne that she's been clearly working towards for so long. Tries to poison Cusco. They get the labels mixed up, and he's a llama. <laughs> I just can't believe that this is the final plot of the movie. <laughs> There's a great sight gag during that when, um, when you know, when they have the wine and uh, Yzma splashes it in the cactus? Yes. I always loved when I cut back after a while, the cactus is shaped like a llama. I always got a kick out of that it's a little the best. bit. It's Silly. so good. Continue. Cusco ends up with uh, John Goodman's character, Pacha. And Pacha's a sweet, kind-hearted individual. And has and there's a little bit where he clearly is wrestling with the idea of, okay, Cusco wants to build a summer vacation on my hilltop because he's a selfish asshole. To save his people, he should probably not help Cusco get home. But it would go against his principles to not be a good person and help Cusco, because the guy would probably die within five minutes wandering through the uh, jungle, which he almost does. I always, thought, I always thought that was a neat little thing to throw in. They didn't expand much on it, but that's fine. It's like, oh, that's kind of... it's a little dark. That's neat. They have, uh, they have a lot of misadventures... They uh, jump up and down on trusting each other, Cusco being a selfish, paranoid ass, and poor Pacha just trying to keep his uh, keep his hilltop intact. And eventually, the movie ends when uh, they get him back, get him home, and turn him back into turn him back into human, but not before turning him into a llama again. And Cusco learns his lesson. Everyone's happy. Eartha Kitt's a little cat. The end. Eventually, the movie ends. <laughs> Don't they all, Jared? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes they're turned into TV shows, and then they just keep going. Oh, God. Well, this one did, right? I think Lilo and Stitch was the best one of those, for the record. This one yeah. was, like, whatever. Yeah. This The Lilo and Stitch one had a real nice context to it, finding the other experiments, but... Pokemon, you know. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever watch Kronk's New Groove? No. I haven't okay. seen any of the franchise. Emperor's New School, that was, like, during a period where... Um, my little brother was watching a lot of Disney Channel, mm -hmm. but I really was only watching Dave the Barbarian. Shout out to Dave the Barbarian, the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, everybody came back, huh? Did they? Everyone came back for that? Croc's New Groove, Toon City Animation. Wow. I mean, good for them. They're they're great. This wow, is... a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Guess what's going? Guess what's in the chamber for uh, after a uh, big fat crazy summer, Kevin? My exit from the show. Mm-hmm. I'm putting you in a in a cannon, just sending you far away, so you don't have to watch this Cronks piece of crap. Groove. <laughs> um. So, so Jared, we mm -hmm. never got to your history with Emperor's New Groove. We just kind of got into it. What mm -hmm. is your? That's my fault. Oh, you're good. What is your? Did you see this in theater? Did, were you excited? I mean, it changed. I did. You mentioned that it changed your life. Yeah, it's the sense of humor completely altered my brain. 
and uh, now I'm imit now I imitate certain things unconsciously. I saw this in theaters, and my strongest memory of it is my mother not wanting to go, but my grandma was like, "Come on, it's a Disney movie. Let's 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 go." And my mom was being annoying, doesn't want to go, and of course, who's laughing the hardest? My mother. Of course. And she she quotes it to this day, any of the myriad of quotable little bits. It is. Yeah, this is this is one of those this is one of those movies like foundation for a certain aspect of my personality, Patrick Warburton especially, like that that dude is so funny. <laughs> I'm always he probably started my my uh, love for characters who are really bad at the job they have, but are insanely skilled at five other things that they should be doing. Like uh, if you ever watch Space Dandy, that's it kind of reminds me of that at times. That's another anime I have to watch, Jared. It's good. It's pretty good. But yeah, Eartha Eartha Kit again. She is so goddamn funny. I've have a I have a friend that uh we want we want to go as Isma and Krunk because physically we we resemble them so closely. The uh, has that the, not happened yet? Not yet, but it will. How is that not? Ha- I'm sorry. No, we're not gonna dox anybody. How has that not happened yet? I know it's it's my fault. Each time, each time Halloween comes up, one of us is like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then, I had like, Tumblr mm-hmm. in the early 2010s. <laughs> I know you people. How did this not happen? Soon, soon. It's I. I, I talked to her that I talked to her like just before the show started and said, "So we're doing it this year, right? For real?" And I think we are. Uh God. Also, honestly, just learning about how fast they had to make this movie and how good it was really pushed me into like, Oh, that's interesting. How did that happen? And of course, from there, I got more interested in the behind the scenes stuff and me trying to find the sand, the, uh, what's it called? The sandbox, the, the sweat box. Yes. Too many boxes. Yeah. I mean that this was one of those big, this and the Atlantis, the Lost Empire, a movie I didn't see until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, the failure of that movie were big introductions for me into behind the scenes. Of yeah. stuff. That and the Pixar DVDs, which were incredible. Oh, yeah. Just how did this happen? What happened in the period after Tarzan and Home on the Range? Uh, Home on the Range. I, oh my God, I went to Disney Animation as they were finishing Brother Bear. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, sorry, they were finishing Lilo and Stitch. They were in production on Brother Bear, and they were teasing Home on the Range. Like, ah, we're thinking of doing this cow movie. Oh, gross! Pile we should of do, cow crap. We should do a we should do a week where we pick the worst possible movie. So I would pick Home on the Range. Perfect. I'm gonna, I'll pick a Bolt. Another. Hey, Bolt doesn't seem horrible. Uh, I'm I'm a little grumpy because uh, it was a Chris Saunders project until it suddenly stopped being a Chris yeah, Saunders project. I get which is, that. Which is his life after Lilo and Stitch forever. Fair enough. No, it's true. Mm. But yeah, this movie makes me laugh the hardest out of any of the any of the Disney movies. Yes, it's got a good attitude. Yeah. I think it came together really nicely. I think it's a shame what happened to Kingdom of the Sun, obviously. Sure. Uh, but I think, ultimately, at the end of the day, they have to make a movie. And maybe in the end, it was a good call. Now, now, would another place had produced... You know, these days, you would have seen it go to Kickstarter or to a streamer or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have taken it and renamed it and have been very familiar, but not quite, Kingdom mm-hmm. of the Sun. 
uh, more like solar, you know, solar dynasty or whatever. Yeah. Um, this was the best choice. This was the best thing that could have happened. I think to this it. is the best thing that could have happened or mm. there could have been nothing at all. And they would have missed a McDonald's happy meal, which is probably hey. why the movie got finished in the first place, by the way. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. They they had so many deals lined up with uh, Mickey D's that they had to make something. And luckily, they made something that's easily marketable. I think that Dinosaur also got screwed over uh, because of that. Ah. When are we doing Dinosaur? I was just thinking, I haven't seen that movie since theaters, and I don't know if I want to watch it, but I will watch it again. Oh, it's horrendous. <laughs> Emperor's New Groove Happy Meal Toys. Let's take a look at these real quick, and then we'll uh, give final thoughts. Jared, while I'm pulling up this photo sure. of Happy Meal Toys, uh, I know you gave general thoughts. Do you have anything else on Emperor's New Groove? Not really. It's it's just fun. It's a good movie. Every every line is every line is hilarious. Every person is giving every actor is giving their best. It's 78 minutes. It's a it's a joy. Yeah, you know, it's a hard thing to say. I think those kind of things are very difficult. Oh yeah. You know, I feel really really bad for the great Roger Allers who had to take the L on that. Mm. You know, uh he's so wonderful. It's one of those things where it's a miracle it happened, but people clearly got their asses kicked at some point through. Let me ask you a harder question. Sure. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg leaves Disney, okay, as Kingdom mm. of the Sun had begun production. Yeah. My question to you, King uh, Emperor's New Groove or The Road to El Dorado, which is their clone movie? You're, pi- you're making me pick between the two? They are... Road to El Dorado is the ripoff. Oh, my bad. That yeah. Katzenberg made when he heard they were doing a, you know, a vaguely similar thing. <laughs> Just that like where that's where ants, ants came from. Yeah. yeah. Weird choice. Weird choice. Let's instead of a children's movie, let's have the worst whiner on the planet be the main character. Oh my God. And and let's <laughs> let's also make sure no one can watch it ever again. God. Let's delete it from the earth. What a mistake. Good. Good. I like that. You know, when James was born, we rented that movie over that weekend. Mm. And I watched Ooh, Ants. that's brutal. Brutal. I liked Ants at the time. I had like a storybook of Ants. No kidding. Yeah, they, they sold storybooks to children. Jared, I bought you a lot of time on this. God damn. They gave storybooks to children about the Woody Allen Ant movie. Goodness gracious. I'm good. I'm going to stick with A Bug's Life if I have to no no shit everyone does that's not the question <laughs> wait what is the question Ask Road me to again. El Dorado or Emperor's New Groove oh Emperor's New Groove are you kidding yeah silly question Road to, Road to El Dorado is very good in its own way but again the Emperor's New Groove makes me laugh out loud like it's true frequently it is it is crazy how similar they are in the end mm-hmm. though you know what I mean yeah I mean it's a it's two guys hanging out getting into trouble Uh, what are your what final thoughts? You what are your final uh, thoughts? On I don't Emperor's really have a lot of thoughts on Emperor's oh. New Groove. I really oh. enjoy it. I think I've pretty much said everything I need to say. I think the sweat box is incredible and you should check it out. There's a version the size of a postage stamp on YouTube, if you know where to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been online in the past. It's one of the greatest movies, in, in my opinion, of all time. Yeah. It's about Probably. Sting getting fired in the movie is incredible. And I'd love Emperor's New Groove also. I think it's what had to happen in the end. 
it's kind of funny that after that after this movie they pivot away from so many lighthearted stories. Even Lilo and Stitch is lighthearted, but it's it has its bleaker moments. Then Treasure Planet and Atlantis. Weird lesson to learn from weird lesson to learn from this movie. I can't believe they pushed forward with those, but that's a story for another day. Oh gosh. Maybe I'll be in a better mood on Treasure Planet next time I watch cuz wowie. Ooh, that'll be a fun that'll be a fun double feature, Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Oh god, Disney strikes <laughs> out, Kev falls asleep again. Anyway, I like Atlantis. I think it's fine. Yeah. I know. I think it's a four-star movie. I really enjoy Emperor's New Groove. Sorry. We got <laughs> you're lost good, you're again. good. We're you're good, you're good. Would you like to move on to Jumanji? We're doing it. We're doing Jumanji. Oh, all right, all right. I picked Jumanji because it had been a long time, and I wanted to watch a movie with Robin Williams in it. Hmm. And uh, I hadn't seen it since the Clamshell VHS back in the day. With Damn. that terrible pre-roll. Like, that awful, awful, awful uh, Jumanji animated series teaser where they show the stock clip of the stampede through the living room and it says Jumanji, the animated series coming soon to UPN nine in comic sans MS. Um, That show ended up being kind of fun, kind of classy Chupo ass visual style. Oh, I love that. It looks a lot like the McDonald land tapes. (laughs) Nasty. Um, Interesting look, interesting look. But uh, yeah, I loved this movie back in the day, and I was surprised to find that I still love it. It uh, surprised me. I was never big on live action kids movies. Sure. As a young person, I just it always just felt very silly. Like, okay, if this person's gonna act like a cartoon, why not just make him a cartoon? You can get you can do way more with that. No, this is not about Robin specifically. Just any live action '90s. Oh, comedy. for sure. Yeah, of course. And they're all they're all generally not good. Yeah. This one surprised me because of how weird it allows itself to be. And of course, Robert, of course, Robin Williams, like Robin Williams, just the loveliest, loveliest person. It's a particularly good one. You get all sorts of Robin here. Mm -hmm. He even like, again, like I said, he's bursting out of the seams to try to do his bits. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. I do have to issue a correction. Sure. I said in my letterbox review that somewhere along the line, they switched from the Robin tilting his head and knowing smile to Robin with his mouth agape. But I'm on Wikipedia and the theatrical poster does have Robin screaming on it with that terrible photoshopped hair. It, it really does not sell what this movie is about. It makes I mean, Robin the, look like he's obnoxious, but the he's rest not. of he's the poster is awesome. Yeah. But Robin being there is obviously Columbia feeling insecure about the movie, and you need to tell people Robin Williams is in it. Yeah. Um, That's lame. It's what it is. It's cute, it's cute though. This is, uh, I've been, I've heard from a lot of people that this is Robin Williams at the height of his, like, charming kids, kids, uh, character. Yeah. Again, you get, like, this crazy action character, you get the soft, sensitive Robin. You get mm-hmm. all sorts of different things. You get angry Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you get a whole ver- yeah. You get the whole you get the whole cake. His his line reading where he's trying to explain he's in Bonnie Hunt's house and he's like, and now we're going to sit down and we're going to finish the game. 
is so good and so like funny. It's it's it comes to him effortlessly. Yeah. Like, he's just funny and he doesn't he it's just who he is. He knows. You know, it's guys like him and like John Goodman and Tom Hanks were such a unique breed of like nineties eccentric older guy that you can trust that yeah. I really do miss. Like you like it's he's one of those people where it's like I don't know. You can just trust them. Robin William Robin Williams is a crazy man with a who's running around with a beard in a in a uh, jungle outfit. But even then, it's like, yeah, okay, my kids can my kids can hang out with him. He's fine. He's a good guy. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll just destroy the house. Yeah, <laughs> So this was my first time ever seeing Jumanji. I didn't know anything about it going yeah. in. Outside of that, there's a there's a board game. Yeah. That was it. What did you think? I liked it a lot. I really... I kind of wish I watched it as a kid. I didn't get a lot of Robin Williams when I was younger. He... I didn't even watch Aladdin much as a kid. But eh, he was one of those guys where anytime he shows up in something, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. I just never sought it for whatever reason. Like, Hook. I didn't see... I didn't see until earlier this year. That's right. I didn't see Hook until two years ago myself. No kidding. Yeah, I was never big into Hook. I love Robin, of course, but yeah. I, you know, I don't know where from. Mrs. Doubtfire, for sure. The Birdcage, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which, we were going to do Birdcage. We'll do it another time. But, um, he... yeah. I mean, I loved him already, I guess. And then this this is my big Robin Williams touchstone. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what's really sparked your interest in him as a person and in his career. We so. saw Jack in the theater and I cried and had to be taken out because I didn't take shit from anybody, especially not Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> That's how I retconned that moment of my life. <laughs> like he, he heard about it and he uh, quit making movies to go start up his wine cellar. Oh my God. I was so in the hole for Robin Williams. Okay. So to speak mm-hmm. that I saw man of the year opening weekend. I was one of five people in the theater and oh I liked goodness. it. I gaslit myself into liking Man of the Year. The most <laughs> middle-of-the-road movie of all time. When I was 13, uh, I was hanging out with a friend of the show, Tim. And for whatever reason, he really wanted to watch House of D, I believe it was called. Are you familiar with that? No. What is this? Oh, God. House of D is this odd movie that is directed by David Duchovny, starring David Duchovny, Anton Yelchin, and oh, Robin Williams. Oh, I've heard of this movie. Yeah. It was sweet, and of course I like Robin Williams. But it was just a, just an odd film. Just a strange, strange thing. Did he like, was he a little lost in the two, 2000s, Robin Williams? Yes, he was trying to do dramatic stuff, and yeah. sometimes it worked. Uh, I remember seeing RV in theaters, if you remember that. Uh, when are we doing RV on the show? <laughs> the same day I leave the show, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. Great point. <laughs> what was it? A double featured uh, RV, and uh, what was that horrible one I suggested? Kronk's New Groove. Kronk's New Groove only got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. They could be wrong. They could. Remember, could... we admitted that Lilo and Stitch was a good throughout franchise i think the Mm -hmm. whole thing is good i think the show is good and the movies are good okay especially the one with stitch's cousin cheeto henry or whatever (laughs) 
Dust crust um, Cheeto. The Robin Williams film RV is on Tubi. Have fun. I've seen it here's, once. Here's a two-star review, Fountain of Poop. There's a scene where Robin Williams has to write like a whole report on his Blackberry. I'm looking I just at, want to bring that up because there's a Blackberry. And I'm looking weird. at a National Lampoon's Vacation from 2015 where the National Lampoon brand was so tarnished they had to erase Vacation. Oof. Sorry, they had to erase the National Lampoon part. Oof. What are we talking about? We're talking about Jumanji. Yeah. Who do we love? What do we love about Jumanji? I love David Allen Greer. I think he's mm. absolutely hilarious. And I think he sells that character really well in the past and in the present as well. Definitely. Although you when, can't make another shoe. Yeah. Well, it made sense. He got fired. And then he didn't have the resources. But yeah, that's that's a bit. Yeah, that's silly. God, they really like putting Robin in the role of like adult man child who's very sweet and has to learn a lesson he should have learned. Like that's his like thing. It is a very hooky kind of role. The yeah. children's book this is based on, by the way, uh, Jumanji was based on a children's book by Chris Van Allsburg, mm-hmm. who also uh, wrote The Polar Express and the sequel to Jumanji called Zathura that conspicuously later became a film. And uh, Okay, wait. Zathura is related to Jumanji. Is, Thank you for telling me this. the actual sequel to Jumanji, which oh I was going to watch before this show, but I think I'm going to try to fit it in this week because I'm very curious. I heard it was pretty good. I heard that too. It just I just never got to see it. My heart is open for Zathura because I loved this movie so much. Hell yeah. This movie doesn't let up, does it? Sorry, I interrupted you from before. It's okay. The book the book uh, my mm. I was just saying that the book is about Judy and no. No. What am I saying? This movie is about the book The book is about two siblings named Judy and Peter. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, there's this whole other backstory that's very dark and unexpected. I don't know what I was getting at with that, though. So you can <laughs> go good. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say this movie doesn't let up for a second. They're oh, like... no. There's not a lot of downtime. <laughs> there's a surprising amount of space between certain moves. Like, you kind of forget... Not like you forget, but it just sort of pushes to the back of your brain, and you because they're just dealing with their what they have right now. Then you go, oh yeah, this is a, uh, this is they have to make another move. There's about to be something even more insane. The bit where uh, the two of them are stuck in the floor, I really liked that. That was that hilarious. Was... That was a big trailer moment. God, I liked I liked how when she had to like you know put it in her mouth and spit it out, <laughs> they put the board over Robin's face. That <laughs> 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 <It> was funny. <laughs> That was the best. I love the flower, the design of that horrible flower that was trying to eat the kid. Yeah, that was cool. Horrendous yellow. And when, um, oh, and then, and then they, they have a little boy turn into a monkey and, uh, Kirsten Dunst kind of dies at the end. Doesn't oh, yeah, she? true. It was very surprising how like, yeah, I get it. They're going to change the past and, uh, you know, fix the future. But also it was like, damn, you just killed Kirsten Dunst. And then the movie stops being about the kids completely, and it goes back to the original thread of the st- from the start of the movie, where it's about these two kids. Oh, um, yeah. What the hell is going on? So what is that? The ending of this movie fucked me up on this watch, dude, because I've right? never considered it. I know that it's like uh, at Christmas, and they're together, and that's all I remembered from as a kid. 
because I guess mm-hmm. I just couldn't parse the rest, which is that like they went back to the 60s and then lived their lives and they ended up exactly the same, but together. And then they ran into the kids at a, a party randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, no, what? they no they in, they invited those to the the parents. Oh, that's right. And instead of them dying, like it happens in the which there was a timeline. joke about that that I was shocked by. Oh yeah, we were thinking of going on a ski trip. No, 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 no. no. But yeah, that that was kind of, that was neat. That's the part that threw me off the most in a good way, because the movie starts out. You start out with uh, Sarah Whittle and main character, soon to be Robin Williams, Alan Parrish. Right. Playing their board, playing their board game, jumps ahead to the bad future where the town they're in sucks, because they thought they thought Alan died, and that messed his messed his family up, and the whole town went to shit because his dad owns the shoe factory. Switches focus to Kirsten Dunst and her little brother, then th- then they like become side characters in their own movie for Robin William and uh, Bonnie Hunt. Just got it was just weird. And I liked it. Scene of, uh, what's his name? Goodness. David Allen Greer and Robin Williams in the cop car together. So I, good. That was funny as hell. <laughs> they are hilarious together. Yeah. Were they in any, in any other things together or no? I don't think so. There's not a lot of intersection, I don't think. Ah, uh, shame. Not the, the visual towards the end where the whole uh, house starts to become the jungle that yeah. was great that was that's what i was waiting for the whole movie this is a great this is a movie about great sets oh yeah i mean that's they took i mean that was uh that was hook robin williams and great sets uh, yeah i mean true and julia roberts mm-hmm. oh yes she was there too there you go and tim curry right mm-hmm. hook the immortal tim curry but yeah. uh yeah we also, uh, speaking of things that come out of the jungle, mm-hmm. we have Jonathan Hyde as the hunter, who is absolutely hilarious. Oh, and he's his great. crappy, like, he's a board game character, so his AI is extremely limited. So mm-hmm. he can only move. He has, he's a great shot. But he walks in, like, a very stilted manner. It's very mm-hmm. funny. He can't, uh, he can't kill anyone but robin williams because he's the one who rolled the dice and all he can do about the other three is just sort of like keep push him away keep him away he I has never seen a marble <laughs> he does not understand marbles uh, kind of movie i wish i saw as a kid would have been really fun it was a lot of fun i have to say yeah it, uh, remind, it reminds me of all those uh, 80s fantasy t- fantasy movies like Time Bandits, where things could get a little scary, but here in Jumanji, they reel it in That's and make sure it's point. not too much. Liked, I like this very much. Um, what's the sequel like? The sequel? I don't know. Zathura has good vibes. People uh, seem to like it. It's a sci-fi thing. I meant the one with The Rock. Oh, that movie was awesome. I was shocked. No kidding? Yeah, I had a ton of fun. I went in thinking it was going to be some shitty movie because I had movie pass and I had gotten fired. If you well, we had come to an agreement that ended my employment, if you recall. <laughs> ah. So, I was seeing two movies a day to stay out of the house. And um, I was mm. expecting to waste two hours, and I ended up really loving it. Truly. Um, nice. The second one, I don't think I finished, but it's not the movie's fault. I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah, if you're not into it, you're not into it. Uh-huh. 
Reminded, it gave me Kong vibes at times. Like, what if Kong were made for children? Oh, brother. That explains a lot about my mental uh, situation. <laughs> Legendary Peter Jackson, def- Peter Jackson's Kong Defender. Kevin. Hell yeah. That's Kevo. me. That's absolutely <laughs> me. Before we jump back to Jumanji, do you want to say the scene where Kong uh, breaks a t- T-Rex's head in half? That was sick. It is Good the movie. greatest shit ever. Yeah. But yeah, Jumanji. Great kids movie. Great kids movie. Should have watched it when I was younger. Uh, R.I.P. The King, Robin Williams. What more can you say? I think Bonnie Hunt does a great job of playing, like, screaming. I think Kirsten Dunst, great performance mm-hmm. here. Another great performance in Small Soldiers. Really mm-hmm. fun uh, kid actor who is also a great adult actor. So, yeah. great job. And the boy is the boy. Uh, earlier in this show, you didn't hear it, but I thought he was literally John <laughs> Connor-esque. But uh, that's because I'm not thinking clearly. I think it's funny you say that because the start of start of this movie, he's not talking to anyone. And all Edward Furlong does is yap. That's fair enough. <laughs> he's a quiet little boy. Um, what did you think of the CG? Which, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. Holy shit. That was not great. I mean, this is like around Toy Story 1 era, right? Yeah, this that movie was a... changed the world, and this was being developed, like, hot off the heels of Jurassic Park, more like. Same year, man. They're both 95, weren't they? Wasn't oh, that true. Toy Story that's right. That's right. They're both 95. God, maybe that's why I didn't go to see this movie. It's like, all right, you can see that with the scary, off hideous monkey abominations, or there's a toy with Tom Hanks in it. One of the biggest laughs of the movie, Julie mm-hmm. was watching a bit with me, one of the biggest laughs in the movie was the monkey face reveal because you purposely don't see the monkey's face at all for like their first two or three scenes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden one has to turn and look at the screen and it looks like Grum from Tim and Eric, the CG monster who likes crackers and snacks. Oh no. And uh, it's pretty intense. I can't believe that was approved. They look insane. They look un- unhealthy. Like, diseased (laughs) i think the other animals fare a bit better i think the elephants look nice and you know all the other animals look pretty good the lion was iffy sometimes it looked like a bad practical effect and sometimes it looked like a bad cgi yeah couldn't tell it may be it may have been because the gator some of the gator stuff is a puppet Mm -hmm. or so yeah whenever the lion isn't moving too much it has like that puppet like sort of head bobbing where they're trying to make it look alive but they're also going what the hell does a lion do yeah fair enough why did the did the cgi stand out for you i'm assuming Uh, it did a piece on the monkey face fucking monkey face is terrifying i can't stand it um but besides that i think it all looks good for like for two years before the infamous uh job of the hut special edition Mm. <laughs> I think it looks pretty great. Bochuda. Bochuda. That's right. Uh, I think it looked pretty great. Good. I don't have much else on Jumanji outside of just praising Robin and the how weird the movie is allowed to be. Joe Johnson's a lot like Joe Dante, in my opinion, where he does really great family adventure fare. Mm-hmm. That also can get a little weird and a little scary. This feels like the last of that variety, where I would normally put small soldiers up there, but that was a that was not for kids. Yeah, I get it. Well, Dante rides the line towards edgy a lot, you know, gremlins and shit. Oh yeah. So the 
it's yeah, a bit but, more family oriented. Yeah. The last gasp of the scary family film. That's right. This and Casper comes out around the same time. Yeah, Casper was the year after. Uh, Goosebumps, Goosebumps kind of replaced it, and like scary books and stuff replaced uh, scary movies for kids and the like. God, I would kill to get all the Goosebumps in like Moby files or whatever. Oh, or iPub yeah. files. That would be a fun like pre pre sleep read. Just get through like ten pages in the space of a minute. And that would have been a great. Out. That would have been a great pandemic project. Ooh yeah. Rip. Alas. Ripperoni. Yeah, you know, uh, Jumanji's a great nostalgic watch for me, and it's aged really nicely. I mm-hmm. think the CG is fine. I think the performances are really fun. B.B. Newworth is fantastic as the uh, would-be foster mom who is erased from existence uh, <laughs> in, the, in the astonishingly confusing ending. Yeah, no, that was her. That was their um, aunt. So she does exist, but, you know. Oh, she's, she's got all... a right. That was the aunt. See, I don't even remember that. Which is now nah, you're good. good. But the point of the movie is you're there to have fun and you're there to see a, a tiger fight Robin, and yeah. uh, it all happens and it all comes together and it's very nice. And it does my favorite uh, Disney family movie from the '90s thing, where everything is set in autumn. Never summer, never spring, never winter. Autumn. It's like a that really nice period good... in late late October, mid November, that That's little right. period where it gets nice and chilly. And it's, and it's a bit spooky because it's kind of a ghost story. So there you go. It is, isn't it? How do you it's like nice... that? Guess I'm get. Guess I might have to go on a Jumanji adventure this October. Oh shit! That I might say. I might save the other movies for then. Actually, that sounds fun. I'm curious about the next level, but I'm nervous about it because it seems pretty cynical to me. Hmm. Uh, you have um, Zarathustra, Zara, Zazathura. <laughs> yes okay <laughs> that's the name of the movie what do you want no, no, i'm just laughing at yeah that one that one i'm gonna do in october hold me to it please we'll see we'll see if i remember i'm gonna i'm gonna get it tattooed on one of my hands oh my god but yeah okay jumanji done ammonite movie night done <laughs> time I'm for kevo to make show. sleep time for kevo to make some sleep i am ending this show <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Emperor's New Groove and Jumanji, another two great movies added to the Ammonite Movie Night uh, library. You've either seen them as a kid or you're going to watch them and feel like a kid. Great stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, next week is the Nicolas Cage week, uh, Face Off and National Treasure. Uh, oh my god. A little god. late for National Treasure, but here it is. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Face Off is incredible, and National Treasure, we'll see how it goes, so gotta get into the mindset you've been dragged into the auditorium you're not sure why and you're watching this movie but and you go okay at least i'm missing science i wish i'd missed science for this i'm gonna pretend like i'm missing science for this hell oh you're gonna love it so much more it's gonna be like your (laughs) dream movie (laughs) oh my god um but that's next week until then uh talk to us amntpod at gmail.com send voicemails emails whatever and uh we'll talk to you next week jared say good night good night and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Sorry, you totally disarmed me. I thought you were, <laughs> I didn't realize you were just going to say goodnight. <laughs> I know. <laughs>